All right, g'day everybody. Hope you're well. Let's do this. What? What are we doing? Well, today we're going to do a news piece. I haven't done one for a little while, and we're going to reflect it. We're going to look at the market as well. Bitcoin's come off, and the rest of the market is having a heck of a tumble. Uh, and that's cool. That's fine. No issue. It's all right. And this is what I want to do. I want to show you some of the things that I've been seeing, both good and bad. Okay, mostly good because most of the information that is out there has been good. But I have grabbed a little article that is not quite so good. But I'll have a different take on that. All right. All right, so questions. Hello, everybody. Uh, like, subscribe, turn on your notifications, thumbs up, all that stuff, please. Uh, alter dumping way too hard for such a minor Bitcoin dip. What's going on? I would not agree. Um, and not to be, you know, confrontational, but... Alts do fall. Bitcoin's been holding its ground. It usually does. You've got to get some perspective. And let me just do, do some perspective right here, just based on that comment. It's a damn good one. Here are the alts. Yes, they're falling hard. Absolutely. But let's get the perspective through this. Check it out. Look at the runs. <laughs> you know, we, we were up 70%, up 40% and higher. And now we're down 13 And this is relative across the market. I mean, look at that. You know, that was up. Mega, 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 mega. So we are seeing a pullback right now, but look at, look at the weekly chart. And this is why perspective is such a powerful tool for us traders. Look at it. Look at it. I mean, check that out. 99% on Binance. It's down 9%. BSV. Uh, Bitmax. Look at that. Two massive weeks. We went up 166 and then 64. We, this is normal. This is what happens. Bitcoin arm wrestles the market back down. And the, oh, sorry. Bitcoin has a little dip and the rest of the market has a big fall. Money tends to flow back into Bitcoin. Think back uh, to the start of, sorry, the back end of 2020 and when Bitcoin went, ooh, and did its run. Alts are relatively quiet. Then Bitcoin consolidated a wee bit. Alts went bananas. It's cyclical. It happens. I'm not concerned. I'm sitting back and I'm waiting to see what goes on from here. And look, don't get me wrong. Like, just, just to let you know, I've got a lot of skin in the game, right? A lot of skin in the game. So I think today, based on the growth of the portfolio that I've had over the last X, um, it's probably my biggest dollar decline that I've ever had in my crypto life, right? So it's just part of the cyclicity. You get mega volume, uh, mega liquidity, uh, sorry, bleh, mega volatility to the upside, mega volatility to the downside. We're good. I'm cool. Nothing's changed for me. So rip, let's go and check out what's going on in the news, get some of my thoughts and opinions, see what you have to say as well, and try and put a little bit of bow tie on it or a bow on it, because we're gonna put a bow on it because it's my goddamn birthday, and I deserve a bow, so do you. Right, so here we are. Traders say there aren't many reasons to be bearish on Bitcoin. Well, that's nice of us traders to say then, isn't it? Uh, of course, we have seen a very strong Bitcoin of late. It has consolidated, it nearly tapped through 50,000. It has since pulled back from there. We get through 50,000 and you tie together some of these additional news items that we're going to be going through today in just a moment. You look at that and you go, holy more, holy Toledo Batman. There is a lot of good stuff and it will always lag, lag. It will always lag. Um, the development of Bitcoin will usually lag and then the price will catch up. And it's, that, it's that seesaw effect that we see in markets, right? So, um, what we've got here is the conversation, Bitcoin just shy of 50,000. This is a very new recent news article. I think many people are looking for a local top here, or perhaps reasons for one, because the price has risen so far, so fast. Yeah, cool. 
And it goes on to say down here that they're looking for an excuse to sell anyway. Now, thank you for the birthday, love. All that. <laughs> I don't even know if that's what you do. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Bitcoin has had a huge run. Uh, it's it's tapped up to that 50. Like we were, I think, 100 bucks or so away from 50,000 on yesterday's high or the day before. And, um, you know, like, people will take some profit, sure. If it busted up through 50,000 and it may do it quickly, this is a highly volatile market, then I think we'll see a, another big fast leg go on. But again, coming back to that chart, it's just a wee little pullback, isn't it? You know, we've got a good trend. I want to, I'd love a cradle right in here. Uh, unfortunately, some of the some of the other markets like DOT that I was stalking this morning, it's pulled back a little bit further. I was really keen on a trade up here, didn't get it, so no loss. But look where we are now. On a lot of them, we're still just back in the cradle zone. So again, this could just be a bit of a breather. It could be something more, but I don't know right now. Am I bearish Bitcoin? Not in the slightest. Have I sold any Bitcoin? No, I have not. Have I um, sold some crypto to, into dollars? Yeah, I did, I have. Because the numbers are, they're getting larger and I wanted to buy some stuff and I wanted to, I wanted to diversify my portfolio into other asset classes as well. And it's the right thing to do. I've had this plan for a long time and I'm just executing it. So am I selling my Bitcoin? No, I'm not. Have I sold some alts? Uh, last week I did sell some and I sold a little bit more this morning first thing. But again, that is not my perspective or my viewpoint as to, I've got to get out right now. No, it's just wise to be taking profits and locking them in. And, um, and you know, giving yourself a little bit of a, little bit of, um, you know, reward. It's important to take rewards. You, we work so hard for so long. We need to take a little bit of it, make it tangible and enjoy it. And that's what I think's probably likely happening at the moment. The whole market is very, I mean, look, even crypto Wendy O, even crypto Wendio is talking about something. Okay, so let's go from there and let's go into this one, which I think is very, very bullish. That first one was more a trader's view. I don't think it matters all that much, but it is a nice little thing to say. Yes, I, you know, I do agree with that article, not just because I'm a trader, but because I got my eye on the prize, on my ear to the ground. This is big. First commercial bank in the US allows customers to buy Bitcoin at ATM locations. Blue Ridge Bank. Now, I don't live in the States. I don't know Blue Ridge Bank. It does not matter to me. But what they're doing, and we'll talk about this as we go through and we see more and more of these big names. You can see Uber, MasterCard, Apple uh, up there. We'll, we'll wrap all this up together and I think it will give the viewpoint of where I really stand on all this. They're now saying that they're going to allow their customers to buy and sell Bitcoin at its ATMs. Now that means I can go without my crypto.com card. I can go with my bank card, boo, access my crypto and ching, cash will come out or the reverse. Now, this is important. It's important not because this is the first bank, this is the first step, but it's important because of a bit down here, right here. For years, consumers, this is from a CEO, right? Liberty X CEO. For years, consumers have been asking for the ability to buy Bitcoin from their banks. We are proud that BRB, be right back, is the first bank in the nation to offer Bitcoin services on their ATMs. Power to the who? Consumer. That is what I take from this piece of information, from this news article. It is that there are people that want it and business, well, what do you do? The, the first rule of business is to give people what they want. If you haven't got a product that people want and need, 
you haven't really got a business. Right? That's that's the way it works. Now, if the consumer is saying, gosh darn it, give me access to Bitcoin, I want to buy it, I want to sell it, I just want to be able to do it, that's great. Because it means the consumer will lead the change. And we have seen change, and we are seeing change, and we'll continue, continue to see it at an alarming, well, it's not going to be alarming for me or you, but we'll see it change at a quite an increased pace, I believe. And it's the consumer. Now, I watched a show last night on CNBC. It's called American Greed. It's like one of these things of people that go to jail and blah, blah, blah. Now, that show, it's probably only 15 minutes long, but they've got an hour slot because after every 30 seconds, it feels like there's an advert. Blah, 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 CNBC, yada, 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 all this sort of stuff. It was on the Financial Markets Channel. And there was a great deal of stuff on there about Bitcoin. A lot of conversation, a lot of adverts. Like, it's you can see it now i don't very often watch these types of shows. i don't very often get to watch tv but for me it really led sorry it really drove into my mind that wow this is happening right now people are getting involved all right they're getting they're getting access to the information and they're not getting information anymore from these mainstream media sources which are just simply saying crypto's bad stick it all in gold and buy Citibank and blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Actually, one of the anchors, it might have been the chick that I did the um, interview with when I was in Malta. I, I don't know. Uh, but she said, this is something that we are going to be covering because people need to know about the new wave of blah, 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 blah. And it was really powerful. It, it wasn't, it was, a, it, was, it was said with conviction. It was said with power and certainty. And that leads people to read into it and learn more about it. Now, the banks are doing it because of us. We want it. We get what we want and we can vote with our dollars to get what we want. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you for the birthday wish. Like, subscribe, do all that stuff. And um, hit notifications on. So it's big. Now here's the thing here. Bluepoint ATM Solutions CEO Wade Zirkel expects more traditional financial institutions to follow Blue Ridge's lead as demand for these types of fintech services continues to grow. Quote, we predict that more community banks and credit unions will demand innovative fintech solutions like this at their branches. Yeah, good stuff. Let the wave continue. So good stuff. Good stuff. The steak was amazing. Thank you. I had lunch. I had lunch. I had lunch. Okay. Boom. Another big one. Uber has what? Gazillions of people that use Uber. I use Uber. It's, it's on here. You probably use Uber. Now, Uber. Taxis hate Uber, right? Because Uber gave us what we want. Not, oh, hello, I'm ordering a taxi. Can you please come? No one comes. Oh, yeah, we cancelled that one because he found Johnny on the street who was going to pay him more money than your fare. All right, I got to go to the airport. I need a maxi taxi. I've got two kids that need to have, you know, baby seats and I've got heaps of luggage. And then uh, in, in comes a normal taxi. Excellent. Thanks, taxi. Thank you for being completely useless and not doing what I ask. I'm the consumer. I want to ask for what I, what I need. You won't listen. Uber comes along. Still can't use it with child seats, but they don't need them anymore. <laughs> they give us what we want. The driver doesn't know where we're going until we get in. We can order it, track it, watch it, pay it, all within our smart device, which you don't leave the house without. They took over. Now, banks didn't like crypto. Banks didn't like Bitcoin, right? Uh, what's the other one? Travel companies didn't like, um, or hotels didn't like Airbnb. The list goes on and on and on. But now, one of these massive disruptors that have become so huge because of who? That's right, the consumer, i.e. you and me. 
They're now saying, well, we've created a service that you wanted in Uber. That's why it's worth a gazillion billion, right? Now they're saying, oh, and yeah, well, you were looking at crypto too, because that's what you want. Excellent stuff, Uber. Excellent stuff. That was not there yet, considering. But again, they are considering it. It is on its way, not its balance sheets. They're not talking about buying Bitcoin. They're talking about using it for payments. So again, consumer-led change. Businesses will do what we want them to do if we ask for that change and we persist with that change. So it's an absolute doozy. It's a huge one. And again, I think the theme of what I've been finding in the news, I am lying. The theme of what my team finds me that I then decipher what I want to talk about, it is that consumer-led um, you know, adoption of Bitcoin and crypto assets. Speaking of which, ba-boom. Now you've all heard about this, all right? I'm late to the party here, but MasterCard. Cryptocurrency, they're gonna support cryptocurrency. Now, here's the thing. Uh, move through its network. Big difference to just being able to buy it. We're preparing right now for the future of crypto and payments. The future sounds as bright as my life. Announcing that this year, MasterCard will start supporting select cryptocurrencies directly on our network. This is a big change that will require a lot of work. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever been on a cruise ship or if you've ever been on an oil tanker or if you've seen one go out of a harbour. They're very difficult things to turn. They are very difficult things to gain momentum with. But once the momentum starts, they're also bloody hard to stop. Now, this is MasterCard. It's the biggest next to Visa. I think Visa is the biggest, whatever. They're probably like, you know banging on each other's heads, whatever. But they're massive. Like We all have a MasterCard or a Visa card in our wallets. Now, if MasterCard does it, Visa will likely follow because they'll have a competitive advantage. Second to that, they're, uh, here's the thing. This is a big change that will take a lot of work. Again, the only reason this is occurring is the consumer. It's us being involved. If there was 10 people involved in Bitcoin, this would not be happening right now. If there was a million people, it would not be happening. There are a lot more people involved in this space and business is seeing an opportunity and they're seizing that opportunity by being involved in it. We are now outside of its infancy. We're probably in the teenage years or maybe we've just finished school and we're 18 and we can have a beer now, unless you're in the States or anywhere else where you can't drink when you're 18. We've grown up. Right, we have proven our self. We have proven ourselves as a market and the world is watching and business is watching. Consumer-led change, the best type of change. We will be very thoughtful about which assets we support based on our principles for digital currencies. Uh, you're probably gonna be looking at Bitcoin and Ethereum to start off with, I suspect. Something like that, not my game, not my game at all, but the future is here. MasterCard are backing it. They're the ones switching on. Our change to supporting digital assets directly will, directly, there's that word again, will allow many more merchants to accept crypto, an ability that's currently limited by proprietary methods unique to each digital asset. This change will also cut out inefficiencies, letting both consumers and merchants avoid having to convert back and forth between crypto and traditional fiat currencies to make purchases. Now, this is one that I'm sure you've had with your dad or your mum or your grandparents. Oh, it's all, it's all, it's fantastic, Craig, that you're doing so well. There's lots in there. That's great. But can you actually use it? 
Yes, you can. You know, I've got a bank card where I can just beep, tap it. If I want to sell it and move it through to my bank account, it's faster than any other method. Sell my Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever it is, and then go transfer to bank account. Bam, it's there. It's faster than anything else. And for those boomers out there, they're like, oh, you've got to have bricks and mortar and blah, 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 blah. At least you can sell that. Well, no, you can't because you've got to go through so much rigmarole to sell a property. It's uh, it's not like crypto where it's beep, instantly redeemable, very, very fast. So again, it's it's good. We're good. Things are good. We're, we're really moving in the right direction again. Uh, problem is the fees of property. The problem with the fees for crypto, we'll have to wait and see what they look like at that time. But convenience. We live in a digital age. We live in an age where things are fast. Things are expensive. All right. And we work so hard to get ahead. Now, for me, like people complaining about, um, oh, the, the, the ETH fees are so high. I totally understand that, it's, you know, moving a little bit around. Like if I do a test amount, it costs me $50 or $20. I'm like, look at that. But I'll still do it because my look at it is, well, if I'm going to move that amount, the larger amount, I first want to make sure that, you know, if it costs me 20, 30 bucks to send 10, I don't care because I want to make sure that, that's my risk management tool for the rest of it going to that wallet address just in case anything goes wrong. It's my risk measure to do that. I don't mind the fees on the Ethereum network at the moment. I don't think it's scalable. Ethereum 2.0, let's see what other people that have bigger brains in the space than me know because I don't know enough about it. But yes, there is always going to be challenges. But I tell you what, this is bullish. It's very, very bullish. And we're going to go out here to Apple, the big dog. Apple well positioned to offer crypto trading. Analyst says companies should hold Bitcoin in treasury. Okay, let me have a look. Do I sell my house and buy Doge? You make that call. Okay, <laughs> great. Oh, look at this little hot side one. Past 30 billion in grayscale. Institutions are here. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, so Apple. There's been talk, um, what was it? Uh, since Tesla, I mean, sorry, MicroStrategy sort of kicked it off. Uh, Square, Tesla, of course. I'm not covering the Tesla news. It's already been covered, beaten to a bloody death by everybody um, for good reason. But Apple, you know, Apple, I think, I oh know it's not the most valuable company in the world. It was, I think Amazon or Tesla, oh no, it's not Tesla, Amazon perhaps. Anyway, if Apple makes a move and it makes sense because lots of people have this. Why do lots of people have this? Because lots of people were offered the smartphone through Apple only from a, a well-marketed product, right? There might've been smartphones before, However, however, Apple did it right. Apple made it easy. Apple made it user-friendly and Apple made it accessible through its massive marketing campaign. They hit the nail on the head. That is called first mover advantage. And Apple, of nearly all the product launch platforms out there, and that's what Apple is, is very well aware of first mover advantage. So you've got Android just chipping away at the at the Apple market, at the whatever the operating system, whatever, I don't know, but the, at their product, chipping away. They had a first mover advantage. Now the competition is just like this bloke up the rocks, just clambering up, just getting up there. It's hard work, but they're getting there. Apple 
I'm sure, will look at this as, do we get a first mover advantage if we bring digital assets onto our platform, i.e., can I buy something on the can, on iTunes? Can I can I do my Netflix subscription that I have on my phone? Do I you know anything of that nature? Because you know we use Apple Pay, right? Can I buy the Deliveroo with it, right? All this sort of stuff. First mover advantage. Now, we saw what Lamborghini did, or got sorry, we saw what happened to Lamborghini in two thousand seventeen, right? Lamborghini said, "Hey, we're going to let you buy in Bitcoin," and Lamborghini made Bitcoin sales, right? Sold cars that were sold in Bitcoin because they were able to. Now, what do you hear? When Lambo, you know, the, the picture of the Lamborghini is synonymous with mooning, right? Uh, you've also got Tesla now, which I think with their 1.5 billion in, let's think about that logically. Crypto loves to support those that support crypto. So as soon as we can buy a Tesla with our crypto, do you think they'll get that 1.5 billion back? Oh yeah, they'll probably get 5.5 billion back. There's a lot of people making a lot of money at the moment and we love to support our savior, Mr. Elon Musk, the renegade of entrepreneurialism, entrepreneurship, <laughs> entrepreneurialism. If that's not a word, it should be. Hmm. But it also sort of sounds like imperialism. So hmm, might skate around that one. So yeah. Apple may see this as a first mover advantage opportunity again for them. Whether they decide to put it on their balance sheet, I don't think that really matters. I think it's more interesting for them to have it again as a method of payment. The wallet initiative, here it is, appears to be a clear multi-billion dollar opportunity for the firm, potentially for well over 40 billion in annual revenue. That's huge. That is innovation. That is first mover advantage. And that is what you've got to deliver to your shareholders because Apple is a publicly listed company. So you can bet your bottom dollar that what we see here on the news, we are a long way behind. A long, 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 long way behind what's actually going on behind closed doors. If we're only just getting privy to the news now, don't be surprised that Apple's already out there doing its own thing in our market. Again, consumer-led change in big, big business. So that's the that's the story around uh, the consumer-led growth in our space and hopefully consumer-led future growth in our space. As you can see, these things are not complete. They are at the building and planning stage. However it is, it keeps saying DGTX is garbage. That's wonderful. Um, don't buy it then. Simple stuff. Okay, now on to this last one, which is a little bit of a different take. It is a very long article, a very long article. All right, what's that do? <laughs> the bit short. I think that's a play on word, words. That's the big short. So inside cryptocurrencies doomsday machine. Oh, I've read most of this. Rightio. So here we have a person who's saying, "Hey, look, I bought heaps of Bitcoin." I bought heaps of Bitcoin. Here it is. Look, fast forward to March 2020. I bought a large amount of Bitcoin. At the time, 
Uh, I saw a market dislocation and the likelihood of significant dollar inflation due to the US government's likely response to the unfolding pandemic. Print money, print money, print money, print money. So yep, okay, good trade. I understand the logic behind what this person is saying. Cool, you got some credibility, it makes sense. You've tucked it all away, well done. Then we go through to here. And that same person who we're meant to have some credibility that they understand what the hell they're talking about comes and says this. On January 18th, okay, this was a forum post that caught this individual's eyes, right? On January 8th, I saw this post on Hacker News about tele-manipulation, sorry, manipulating the price of Bitcoin. It shook him. I'd assume Tether had been purged from the crypto markets, yet apparently it was still around. Let me show you somebody who's just claimed they've bought a heap of Bitcoin. Let me show you how hard it is to just check. Is Tether around? Oh, there it is. It's, <laughs> it's number three. It's number three. Oh, so, okay, rewind. Mr. Big Dog here that made the trade on Bitcoin who thought it was a very good trade, who said he thought, or she thought, uh, the tether had vanished. How much tether? Well, clearly, uh, you know, I wouldn't have a clue. How, how would one get that information? Oh my goodness, mind blown. How would one get that information? Blah, blah, blah. That really, it was very, very, very difficult for me to go beyond that. Now, interestingly enough, my staff didn't send this to me. Ronnie Moas sent this to me. You know, Ronnie Moas and whatever, I can't remember how to spell it. The, the guy who, I don't know, he's got his own thing going on, but he sent this to me saying, you know, what do you reckon? And and I got to this point and I, I read a little bit further and went, you know what? Because I think it was around, he was asking around the fear of, you know, what happens if Tether goes kaput? Um, well, then anyone who holds Tether, the Tether's kaput. That would suck, don't get me wrong. But Tether's not Bitcoin. Okay, that's, if you want to, Say Tether's bad. That's I look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I don't really stand to gain anything from being on either side, really. I, I would like to believe that Tether's good and it's strong and it's going to last because people don't get hurt that way. And it's a great thing to be able to come out of the market and to you know scale yourself out and, and do things. Well, I think it's fantastic. But there's more than just Tether out there, right? But the bottom line is that it's not Bitcoin. Sure. goes on to say down here that there was $10 billion worth of uh, Bitcoin bought from Tether. Now, this might seem like an alien concept, to this individual at least. But before you buy Bitcoin, you've got to have something else. Now, if you want to buy Bitcoin with your MasterCard or Visa card, you can go straight through an exchange that allows that straight on ramp. Or if you've already been in crypto and let's say you took some profits from, I don't know, BBB, we'll just make up a, a, a crypto, and you went, okay, well, I'm going to sell that. And I can only sell it either into ETH or USDT or whatever it may be. You take the USDT option. Now you've got $10,000 of US dollar tether. That's not fraudulent. That's not a scam. You converted your amount of Bitcoin or whatever, sorry, whatever it may be, back into USDT. Now you went, oh, I think I might buy some Bitcoin today. And then you bought it along with other people to the tune of $10 billion. Why is that? Why is that such a difficult thing to, a difficult concept to grasp? I, I, I just, I think that the person who's writing this is probably either on drugs, uh, misinformed, or more than likely after some clickbait. The panic. 
So here you go. Here's, here's the word. Oh my goodness. I'm panicking now. <gasps> you know, even though 10 billion dollars of tether flows only constitutes 1.4% of Bitcoin's 700 billion nominal market cap, all that really matters is what fraction of Bitcoin's daily volume tether accounts for. All right, wake up to yourself, brother. You know, how many, think about this, right? How many cars are bought with US dollar? All of them, maybe? There is a shitload more printing of the USD going on right now than there is a tether. It's it's just a real and look, I was looking at this article to try and find um, a different angle that I, I could I could really dig down into and, and and think hard about and just see you know am I just a permeable am I like am I some sort of twit who who's missing something here because it is hard to find anything that's sort of negative at the moment it's all very very positive but. It, I, it, just, it just lacks any understanding or any credibility to the point where I actually, I'm going to call bullshit. I call bullshit. You didn't buy anything. This person didn't buy Bitcoin. Liar. I'm calling bullshit. And there you go. So, I'm not going to labor on this. Look, you can go ahead and have a look at this. It's, it's up here. I don't know. Look at that link. You can see that there. But look, at the end of the day, there's a whole lot of graphs which are meant to be really, um, really impressive. And look, I love a graph, don't get me wrong. That's what I want my money from. But the problem that I've got is reading any further. And I will admit, I haven't read the whole thing. I, I really haven't read the whole thing. You know, I have not read the whole thing because I got to the point where I saw too many inaccuracies to really believe that this person knows what they're talking about. Now, if you read this and you've got some very interesting points to point out, great. I will finish reading it. Today's my birthday and I've done this thing live and I've got a very short amount of time to go and have a cold beverage with a mate before the kids get back home from aftercare and we do cakes. So with that, <laughs> with that, um, overwhelmingly bullish overwhelmingly strong, overwhelmingly impressed. I'm not looking to be running for the door just yet. Just to recap, we got banks we can use our Bitcoin with. We got Uber that we're looking to be able to use our Bitcoin with. That's the potential. We got MasterCard that are doing things to make it usable, which is the biggest bridge between a lot of people understanding it. If people go, well, why would I own Bitcoin? I can't spend it. Mm, you can. Well, if MasterCard, how do I spend it? Well, you download an app and you have it connected to your card and bish, bash, bosh, you can spend it. Done, done, done. Then you got Apple. Well, how can I use it? Well, you know that Neil Diamond album that you love, Dad, that you can't work out how to pay on your phone? Well, crypto can help with that, but I won't because I can't be bothered. No, I'm sorry, Dad, I love you. I'll help you with anything you need. But you can see the adoption, the consumer-led progress in our space continues and it's happening at a rapid rate of knots. Coming back to our charts right now, this shouldn't make you fearful. This shouldn't make you fearful. Heck, that shouldn't make you fearful. This is progression in a volatile space. These markets move up fast. These markets move down fast. Get used to the rattle and roll. Big deep breath, have an ice bath, relax, have a great day, and uh, get across to tradercob.com if you haven't done the free course because it is still free. My gift to you. Guys, I think you should have a good day. Bye. For now.